recording straight out of Five Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts, Stuart Sullen and the Magic Mike Christie. Yo. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of the Films and Swearing movie podcast. Uh, we continue our 80s season with David's David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking why I fucking hesitated. What's the other fucking famous David? Eh, uh, Fincher. Nah, the other one. Yeah. Uh, nah, there's a third one. Aye. Yeah, maybe I was thinking Cronenberg. Anyway, we're talking about David Lynch's June from 1984. Is it June or Dune? I know. I feel Scottish people have to pronounce it as Dune. D-O-O-N. Dune. Yeah. Because I was like talking to a guy the day in my work, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, I watched this film. Oh, it was a bit weird." It's all right. Oh, I've no heard of it. Nah. Oh, it's a bit like Star Wars. It's big, like a big fucking worm. It's all fantasy. He's like, "Oh, June." It's like, "Aye." He's <laughs> like, "I thought you said the month." He's <laughs> like, "Yes, it is impossible for us to kind of describe it without making people think of the month of June." And no, we're talking about the sci-fi epic June. And if you really want to clarify, I just feel you have to be off your Scottish and say Dune. <laughs> That's how I pronounce it anyway. Aye. Because you, you can't articulate it any better. Like, Dune. Yeah. It just sounds like the month. Dune. Dune. Aye. And if you think the fucking title's hard to understand, wait till you watch the fucking film. What's your fucker? Uh, but before I knock my microphone over, let's do the film quiz. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's what I need to do. I'll do that when I go home tonight. I'll actually go and buy a new one because we're pretty much scraping the bottom of the barrel with this one. Yeah, well, we've got a fair, a fair few cards left. Ah, aye. Did and we did we burn the old ones of these? Uh, yes, aye. They all get launched. That's all right then. So, uh, so I'm going to start. I'm going to give you an animated one. Fuck. Hakuna Matata, and Circle of Life are songs from which movies soundtrack? Uh, it's a Lion King. Mm-hmm. Still never watched the live-action remake. I have no intention to either. No, I'll, I'll definitely check it out when it comes around. I mean, I watched, I watched Aladdin. It was fine. Yeah, people were saying that Will Smith was actually no bad in it. Yeah, it does good. But right. weird, it's, it's still weird that like, Guy Ritchie directed it. Aye. Uh, who played Harrison Ford's father in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade? Sean Connery. That motherfucker's 89 this year. 89. Yep. And you still reckon he like, rattles out the tennis jokes all the time? <laughs> I still reckon he makes the jokes about fucking hitting women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Sean. Uh. <laughs> right, let's go for action. Who is Spider-Man's alter ego? Peter Parker, eh? Yep. Man, these are soft. Uh, Rocky the Rooster and Ginger the Chicken are characters in which animation? Oh, uh, Chicken Run. I probably would never have got that. I I, would probably, I've only ever seen it once. Meg Gibson done the voice yeah. of Rocky the Rooster, eh? Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah, I've only ever watched it once. That was was it all for the makers of Wallace and Gromit? Exactly, Aye. Aardman animation or something. Yeah, 
Uh, it took me a second. First thing I thought of was that animated film, Three Birds. No, I it was like two turkeys escaping Thanksgiving and they end up going in a time machine and it takes them back to like the original Thanksgiving and they try and change it. So oh. turkeys are never on the menu. Oh. Alright. Yeah. Right, let's give you a comedy one. Uh, which movie sees Graham Chapman as King Arthur and John Cleese as Sir Lancelot the Brave? Oh, that's fucking Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It is indeed. Now, if I'd never seen the film, I probably would never have got that. I know the first name wouldn't have fucking rung a bell with me, but... Yeah. John Cleese. Yeah, I still, still love that scene where he just interrupts the wedding and starts slaughtering all the guests, <laughs> thinking that the woman's under attack. Oh, brilliant. Gold. I watched uh, A Fish Called Wanda for the first time a couple uh, of weeks ago, and he's fucking brilliant in it. Kevin Klein's good in it as well, because yes. he's a total psychopath. Aye. I've not seen it in absolute fucking years. It's on Netflix. I'm sure Arrow done a good wee release for they, it as well. They did, I'm sure. Aye, that's definitely out on Blu-ray. But who is it as well? It's fucking... Jamie Lee... Um, the other dude, Michael Palin. Michael Palin, he's got like the, the fucking, stammer. Yeah, and he's got like the bandage in his yeah, eye and he's all that. Trying to murder an old woman who's a witness. And is it no? Does Kevin Klein know like eat his prized goldfish? Yes, to yeah, torture him. Aye, it's a fucking great film. <laughs> um, in which nineteen sixty six film does a couple adopt Elsa, an orphaned lion cub? I would never go this either. Nah, pass. Born free. Nah. Name of the film rings a bell, but I would never have figured. Yeah, right. So you got three. You got three right. That was the first one to get one wrong. Yeah, I yeah. am. Right. I've got three cards. Peter Parker, Lion King, and Holy Grail. Yeah. So, right. You win it this week. Alright, go. Cool. Okay. So, providing that my children do not interrupt us for the rest of this podcast, I heard one scream there. I don't know if it made it to the microphones, but anyway, June, from director David Lynch, famous for things like Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet. Yeah. Wild at Heart. Yep. That was I, a I, fucking weird film. Yeah, that seems to be the theme. Um... I do feel I should expand my horizons and watch more of his films. I did watch Lost Highway one day. Mm. It's a really weird film. It's like Bill Pullman's in it and all that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the actual fucking... Like... Racerhead is one of his early ones as well. Yeah, that's like one of his like more celebrated ones. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but... but I think I've got... I think I've got Blue Velvet on my watch list because it's on Netflix. Yeah. But again, it's just like his, like, his repertoire is so fucking weird. Aye. That, you know, I, I didn't kind of enjoy it because like, Wild at Heart was really weird. Aye. I'm trying to think. Like, I've never really watched like Twin Peaks. Nope. So, I tried when it was on Netflix. I got two or three episodes in and I just couldn't continue. Yeah. So, I, the film is written by... Frank Herbert, who done the yeah, novels. The novels uh, I think there's like maybe six. He'd like he'd done so many, then his son continued. Uh, David Lynch done the screenplay as well. The film stars. Let's see, IMDb have it in alphabet order, which is really off-putting because it's all the no ones first. So let's let's see who do I recognise. Ah, let's see. 
Kyle McLaughlin as Paul Atreides. Yeah, I know some of the second names are hard to pronounce. Yeah. Sting as... Is it, is it, is it Fade. Name Fade or something? Uh, Francis Annis as Lady Jessica. Uh, Leonardo Cimino as The Baron. Brad Dourif as the cunt with the big eyebrows. Uh, Joseph Ferrer as uh, Parahar Emperor Shadam the Fourth, Linda Hunt as shout out Mapes, Freddie Jones as one of the other creepy ginger cunts, mm-hmm. Virginia Madsen as Princess. I can't even. Yeah, I know some of the. And I, like Patrick Stewart's in there. Yeah. Lots of. Other cunt with names I cannot pronounce. Let's see. Uh, is it Jorgen Prock now? Yeah. He's in there. He plays his dad. Yes, I Jorgen Prock now as Duke Leto Atreides. Yeah. And a whole other bunch of cunts. Everett McGill as Stilgart. Yeah, I always remember Everett McGill as... He was the main villain in Diet, not Diet. And Under Siege 2, he was the one with the bleached blonde hair, like, total really ah, short. right. He yeah. was the one that, like, went toe-to-toe with fucking Seagal. Yeah, aye. That might be the one that fucking traumatised Cameron when he came in, and he was, like, he was covered in blood after getting yeah, aye. his fucking head kicked in by Seagal. And my son walks in and just sees a man covered in blood on TV. Yeah. Aye. And, obviously... The, the Matt von Sydow was there yes, as well. Yes, aye, and the big pus-filled Baron uh, was played by Kenneth McMillan. Now I I recognise him, but I forgot to look him up. Aye, he's got like a familiar face, but it's I never looked to see what else yeah, he was in. Yeah, I didn't either. All right, Mike, if you can, please tell me the plot to June. I kind of try to like properly do it, and I thought it came out here a bit of fun. Spice. Mm-hmm. No, no spice in the world can fucking make this film any worse. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of David Lynch, and this film resembles why. <laughs> but it's, it's about basically Kyle McLaughlin's like his dad gets killed or something. At some point, yeah. Yeah, and he assembles a group of like fucking like desert raiders. Aye. Yep. Some and they go and sort of like, like intergalactic battle. Yep. And it's basically Total Recall meets Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah, but, I... But, but without Mars. Mm-hmm. Aye. In this case, it's Mexico. Yeah. Well, well uh, June. Yeah. For me, I try to describe it as New Hope meets Never Ending Story. <laughs> Never Ending Story. It just kind of has that fantasy... But then some of the storylines were like a father and a son and a bad guy and a big space worm. I kind of felt it was like a bit New Hope ish. Oh, the big space worm. Big worm was in fucking Never End Story as well. Mm. What was the name of the dog? The flying white wolf dog thing? No. Nah. Yeah, I just remember the horse that gets caught in the marsh. Uh, and the thing they go, I tree you! Yeah. And sitting crying, and the horse is like, You bastard! <laughs> Brought tears to my eyes when I was a kid. <laughs> Damn. But saying that, if you look at the story on paper, it's more like Game of Thrones. Like, there's several families all yeah. fighting for power. Because they're all like, they're all, it's like, it's like four or five planets. Yes. 
and I think that's where the problem started with this film. It's far too complex. Yeah. Like, it was... They give you, like, a big info dump at the start when, like, the space girl is kind of giving you the history. Then they start... Like, it's like infographs, like, charts come up with planets and their names, little things about them, and, like, what house or what family yeah. is kind of in charge of these planets. And, like, oh, fucking hell, I'm... Am I supposed to remember this? Yeah. And in comes a fucking floating it's like fetus. One of the, it's and... like one of the planets, no, like Arcadis or something. Yes, and something prime and... Yes, yeah. no Optimus. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Like, maybe if... And this is... If it was a bit dumbed down. Kind of. Um, but, I mean, if I had read the book first... Or if I read the series and then approached the film, yeah, I'd probably it'd be easier to take in because that's how I kind of went with Game of Thrones. Like it was a bit overwhelming at first because of all the di- like the Starks and like, yeah. all the different families, factions, and when I started reading the books, it kind of made it a bit easier for me to then approach I the TV. I always remember like ah. Uh... Okay. Right, okay, don't worry, go back to your room, and I'll put the light on. Okay, so, before we were interrupted, um, we're kind of getting to, like, our initial thoughts and impressions. Yeah. Uh, the very first note I'd written, like, moments after I finished watching the film last week, was, what the fuck did I just watch? What the fuck, Michael? That's the first line of my notes. Yeah. And... It was. It was first time watch for me. I assume it was yeah. first time watch for you because. Yeah, it's, it's not a film that I've. I've. I mean, I've never really seen I'm it. I'm aware of it. Yeah, I've, I'm aware of it. I remember it being uh, like a big PC game back in the day. Yeah. What I'm wondering is why the fuck did our guys on Twitter choose this for us? Yeah, because what was the options? This? Um, fuck. 1984. Can they tell you? But. I'd imagine there's a lot more, there's a lot better films. Yeah, maybe it was just, you know, because it, I mean, obviously, like, it's universally known as, like, one of David like, Lynch's, like, least successful yeah. films, and he's been, he's been in public and said that he fucking, like, hates it, and he refuses, production and... refuses to talk about any production on it whatsoever. Yeah, because ah, that's, I think, uh, creatively, he was stifled. Yeah, and I imagine he would probably have producers and like executives, everyone kind of yeah dip in there. I just then I saw that like a guy that like replied to me on Twitter today said that he's seen it at least thirty times, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, and that's it. I'd spoke to a friend, a, a colleague at work, who's like rereading the books again because he's such a big fan of it, and asked him about the film. So oh, I'm watching this next week. And he's like, oh, like, sort of like, good luck to you. Because I think even that, even him thinks it's, it's, it's like a bit of a, a hard watch. But mm. he definitely says that you kind of have to be in two camps. Like, you either choose to love the film or you choose to hate the film. Mm. Like, you can't be in the middle grounds. And to be honest, it's right. Uh, like, my initial impression of the film is I, saying I hate it. I'm in the, the side that. Hates it, but maybe hate is harsh. Aye, yeah, it's just, just, just wasn't a fan of it. No, I'm not like, a fan it's not of a this film. film. It's not a film that I probably wouldn't watch again. It's a film totally. that I probably wouldn't even recommend. 
unless they've like read the comments and all that and yeah. you know and mm. they want to see it and that but it's a film that like I can say at least you know I've seen it and I can like tick it off the list totally you know? aye but it's just it's just a mess like like the story is so like convoluted and all that and it's just mm-hmm. there's so much going on at this it's, it's hard to like kind of follow it and keep yourself entertained with it as it goes along because it goes along at a bit of a snail's pace Yes. And, and there isn't really any... Like, there's, like, there's, there's, there's nothing slap bang in the middle. Like, everything kind of happens towards like, the last like half hour or 40 minutes. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And it's just, like... It's just a lot of people like talking, like, all that. It's a weird... It's the whispers. The weird, uh, it's, it's the whispers. Like, it's like, the it's, dubbing, almost. almost like dubbing. Yeah. It's like a almost like internal monologue. Aye. It's Aye. so hard to fucking figure out. Like I was sitting watching it today, and I'm like, like I wasn't like put off by it, but I was just every so often I would like push the button to see how long was sort of left and all oh, that. Oh, you'd be torturing yourself doing it that. Yeah, especially for a film like this length. Yeah, it's, it's like two hours, fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, Aye, roughly. I mean, that. it's definitely no the like worst longest film I've seen, but it's, it's one of the hardest ones I've kind of had to sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you find any likeable characters in it? I was intrigued by Sting's character a wee bit. Like, he's just, like, I reckon if it was just by the way that he kind of comes across, like, he's got the total wild gazes yeah. in the film. And, and then it's just... I was just kind of hoping he would burst into song at some point. <laughs> because, like, there's a, there's a bit in the film where it looks almost like a shot-for-shot fucking... What's the word? Like a short for short comparison to like Aye. Flash Gordon and all that. Ah, right. And it's like it's a bit towards them where it's like like the score kind of kicks in. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like watching Flash Gordon, and I was like, in this this bit's alright. Like, like the score was pretty good, and that, like some of the like battle scenes were that were no bad. Like Aye. I did quite enjoy the fact that uh, Patrick Ship's character went to war holding his wee dog. Yes, I. He's, he's attached to that wee pug, yeah. isn't he? And that was a nice surprise to see fucking Patrick Stewart, like, the the ageless Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I mean, we watched, was it last year or the year before we watched them in Life Force? Yes. Yeah. Aye. Was it last year? Because um, was it for Halloween season or an 80s season? If it was a Halloween. Yeah, it was either last year or the year before. Yeah. And that was a again a film where it was like what the fuck and it felt it went on for ages. Yeah. Ah, he and he was well younger than that one. I'm pretty sure that was earlier. Uh, Life Force was maybe around the same, maybe I think. Ah. But I just like as well like, like obviously like Jurgen Prot now, and I mean like like I fucking love his role in, in the Myth of Madness. Yes. And that but. I just found, like, the character was really fucking, like, hard to kind of... Like, there wasn't, like, any real, like, feeling behind him to like and all that, eh? Like, yeah. I thought, um, Kyle McLaughlin's character, like, he just came across as just, just kind of, like, it was when he was, like, like, imagine his hand getting burnt and all that. Yes. And, like, just... All that just wasn't it, kind of like well, that was it. up with me. It, it gave me the impression where it was kind of like he was aimed as like your Luke Skywalker, where he was at first was like this dull farm boy, 
and it turns out he's got more potential than everyone else around him. He just doesn't know it yet. And then by the end, he's leading a fucking army. Yeah. But that sequence was intense. Where yeah. it's like, put your hand in the mystery box and see how long... Because there's like the famous line, like, fear is the mind killer. And yeah. Kind of like the bit in... Uh, well, it kind of reminded me of the bit in Fight Club when Brad Pitt pours the, the acid on Ed Norton's hand mm-hmm. and like, holy shit, like holds his hand. And then tries to get him to like, like take it in, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, when you kind of get introduced to the, can't remember the actual, fucking, can't remember the ones where they, like the boils on them. They've got like yes, the heart plugs the, and all the that. The Baron. Yeah. Aye. Like they were a wee bit interesting. I mean, apart from the Baron itself, I thought like, every time I seen the Baron on screen, I laughed. But that generally just looked like a guy in a hot air balloon. Yes. Aye. And it, it's the, the boils on the face. Oh, it was, it was, and all the like the black liquids yeah. pouring out of his mouth. And like that's where that kind of gave me the total recall vibe. Like when yeah. when um, something get, like gets to Mars, and they're all kind of deformed, sort of right. thing. They're, they're, they're all like, blistered, uh, and they're like they're any civilization, sort of aye. thing. But it was just the fact that there were all these fucking luminous, bright ginger hair, yeah. fucking heavy set folk that made me look like it made me think of as like crisis like Ron Weasley's fucking family's relocated to Mars yeah. <laughs> like they're just this fucking breed of ginger folk and he fucking feasts on a little kid yeah like uh, he opened them up like a tin of juice because it's like ev- everyone around him <laughs> fitted with these ring pools in their hearts <laughs> the, uh... the wee kid just brought him flowers and like I genuinely like the way you looked at him. I thought he should have bum him. Aye, aye, you're not the first person to say that. Um, but aye, and the fact that he's he's so obese, he now has to kind of fly around. Yeah. Because his fucking body can't support him. It's like, and he's flying around laughing like a madman. It's like, yeah. and at that point, I kind of looked at Margaret and was like, "You're more than welcome to go be in the room and watch whatever the hell you want." Like, <laughs> I'm not subjecting you. Like, I know this is fucking weird. You don't need to watch this one, Hen. Yeah. And right enough, she was she was gone promptly. Um, I'll tell you who I didn't notice was in it was uh, Sean Young. Yes. The Blade Runner. Aye. Now, was she one of the replicants? Yeah, she was a... Uh, was it a character Rachel or something in Blade Runner? Oh, right, aye. Yeah, I'm sure that was her name. She was like, one of the one of the replicants. Remember, like... When you watch Twenty Forty Nine, you want to share if if K was a fucking son of her and all that. Aye, but she was in that. She was in this as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, I remember. I kind of treated June like a uh, Blade Runner, in a sense. Like before watching it, because I was like films I know that are sort of well known among sci-fi like aficionados yeah. and like in in the genre of sci-fi, these films are ranked. But at the time, I thought they were ranked high, or, or they're really notable, but they're intimidating to watch. Yeah. In the sense, I think I attempted Blade Runner back in the day, and I just did not get it at yeah, all. Yeah, I think it was uh, if you're older, you kind of understand it a bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> right, well, because I was the same. I think I tried to watch it when I was younger, and I couldn't get into it. Aye. Well, as I might... I'm older, it was easier. Totally. And that was it. And it's like, whereas. And I think Blade Runner kind of has that feel as well, that it's a love-hate. Because I do know a fair amount of people that 
don't give a fuck about Blade Runner. Yeah. And for the people that do like Blade Runner, they really like Blade Runner. Yeah. So, and I think there was connections because wasn't Ridley Scott attached yeah, to June? Yeah, he was, at, but early was, on, I think I'm sure that was one of the tribute notes because he was <clears throat> he was going to direct it, but I think his brother or someone died. Right. And he like stopped, and then he went to go and do uh, start everyone on Blade Runner. Aye. <clears throat> and that's when David Lynch got offered the job. Ah, right. Now, what freaked me out at the start of the film, uh, when Kyle MacLachlan had his little sparring lesson with Patrick Stewart, oh, and the fucking... they all of a sudden turned into big fucking blocky Minecraft characters. Yeah, that was... Like, that's one of my notes here, is like, like the, the film is dated. Like, the yes. effect is aren't well anymore. Aye. And that's... Uh, other people have compared it to, like, it's like sci-fi effects from like Tron because it's just and it was just Tron's so... effects in areas were fucking revolutionary this Aye. was just this is like 84 I found it really weird to kind of like it was kind of hard to like watch it without kind of squinting your eyes sort of thing yeah because it's like they're kind of in foggy tanks Aye, and it's almost like, is, it, is, it, <clears throat> is it like a, like a shield or like a force field or something exactly and to the point where like even their voices are distorted when talking through it, but yeah. the whole point of it is the slow down. If you are going to stab somebody, you're going to be doing it slowly, and if you're patient enough to push a blade through it, then you get them. But it was just weird when they tapped their belts, and this this big post effect kind of took over them. And they started flying around. It's like what is this? Yeah. See, I I have to give props to Kyle McLaughlin. I think this was his his first feature film, possibly. I did not... I heard that, but I didn't confirm it for myself. I never checked IMDb, yeah. but... I feel the cunt puts, like, 100% into his performance. Mm. Like, he w- fucking believed he was... He is the lead of a sci-fi epic. Yeah. And that's it's a fucking big role to be given to someone. Like, yeah. Especially for, like, their first gig. Uh, but... Those times with like towards the end of the film where he's leading the army. Oh, when and, he's trying to get him to break that stone thing. Yes, I and but he has the power and and you have that weird action sequence at the start where he's fighting like the robot where it's almost like the like the the practice dummy you see in a kung fu movie where it's just a wooden block with the yeah, arms, but this uh, one's got wee metal spikes flying out around it. Mm. But he gets like some of the best dialogue, like or memorable moments because. I, I was brushing up on it again last night and I was watching like YouTube highlights and a lot of them were all focusing in on like the moments where he's like uh, like Father the sleeper has awakened and he gets all these lines to kind of pump up the crowd and uh, or he's riding the fucking sandworms and mm. I, again sandworms like honestly like, it's, like you can kind of throw tremors in there I, and they look they, yeah, like, they look, I what, would not be what surprised. Was it, what was it they were called? I don't know, like graboids or something. Yes, or I, it's definitely something very similar to that, I think. But the design of them look almost identical. Like I'm uh, not sure if the people, the the production or the, the designers behind the fucking Tremors took or, or paid tribute to June or something. But yeah. like the way their mouths opened, just the way uh, it definitely reminds you of Tremors but as well as it's the scene where he's in his room and that wee fucking like homing needle thing is like 
mm. trying to find you what obviously what to like stay very still because it's like a great base that's selling like movement eh? yeah and it says uh, Linda Hunt the wee little woman aye like she opens the door and he just he somehow magically fucking catches this before it even impales her yeah and that's it it kind of gives you the impression that he is one with the force and yeah and the, the whole thing that I found jarring was the, the the special effect with the blue eyes ah it was a bit weird yeah and and that was that really just for people that were using the spice don't know, but it was it was a scene where, see the scene where he was like demonstrating how to break that big thing. What I noticed when I was watching it today was that around Kyle McLaughlin's character, there was like a red, orangey glow Aye. that followed him as he kind of moved to, like, as he was moving left to right. Yeah. So like whenever he was moving that way, it would follow him and stuff. So I reckon if he made that was the deal with the spice or no. Aye. Because that, that that just gave me the impression these are the people that have used like this, and spice is not really like a drug. It's more like more like oil. It's fuel to travel. <laughs> so currency. Aye, and that's it's like why fucking, it's like a <laughs> suspecting like a something that appear out in air and I like give the people the spice the air, and it's just so weird. But it's, it just looks like everyone's using it. And like they all, or the people using it have this lasting effect where they've got these blue eyes and it's just like a, a digital effect done in post-production post-production where they were just kind of coloured in the eyes of the the users yeah because it's not just it's not just their eyes it's like a, a trim line that's kind of across the bridge of their nose yeah ah that must have been a fucking pain in the arse to do in post-production if you had to Add yeah. those effects to like, yeah. every cunt in the scenes that colour their eyes in the, this shade of blue. Yeah. But I think apart from like, there's, like the battle scenes kind of towards the end, I think the like, only other redeeming thing I had for it was like, I thought the score was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end, like the... It was a pin of that, then it? And aye, you're right. The, the score to this film, I think, is one of the, the, the positives. Yeah. Of this film, it's got a like a obviously it's got your fantasy, but it's also got kind of got like a rock opera uh, vibe to it. Like it was kind of reminding me uh, like Flash Gordon with like Queen and all that. Yeah, and that's it. Was it? I remember people mentioned it was Toto. Aye. was the band I were kind of associated with the soundtrack to yeah. this film. But it did. It had like all those moments where Kyle McLaughlin's character was being like really heroic or. Like where he was kind of assembling the troops, or he was out on the sandworms, and they were going towards yeah. like the battle against the Baron, and then it's got this op- this rock opera music playing in the background. It's like, man, that actually is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just a shame it's surrounded by such clunky, uh, overly complex stories, and and it's one of these things that makes me really question that uh, Denise Villeneuve's Villeneuve's yeah. Uh, expected remake well I say expected they've, they've wrapped it yeah. um, just the thought that they've remade it is like man Arikin, that's really gonna have to fucking blow your balls off yeah like the fact that they've thought and the thing is this in the end like there is a franchise they've done two series after this one of them starred James McAvoy back in oh, the early yeah. 2000s the children of June uh, but 
The fact that I am, I'm, I'm intrigued by Villeneuve's fucking like reboot or whatever it is for next year. I wonder if maybe he'll have a mere like even like production. Yeah, and what's it? And the casting as well. You've got so like Javier Bardem, fucking uh, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet yeah. is Kyle MacLachlan's character. Is he? Uh, Oscar Isaac's is his dad. Alright. Uh, the that Stiltgart's character is going to be played by uh, Batista. Alright. Who's playing the Baron? The Baron uh, is still in Skarsgård. Alright. Which you could kind of you could kind of see that, eh? Yeah. And Patrick Stewart's character is now being replaced by. I think it was Javier Bardem. Is he... Right, is that who Javier Bardem's playing? Yeah. I'm not too sure where uh, Josh Brolin comes into it. Yeah. I'm going to actually just quickly look it up the new on IMDb and see what they so, say. Because that's next year that gets released. 2020, there. aye. And I think it was originally planned as a two-part feature, but it's... I'm positive it is now just the one instalment. Yeah. Uh, in November 2020. Yeah. Like a year and a bit. So, and that's it. There, there's nothing being released yet. No posters, uh, trailers, teasers. Jason Momoa's in it as well. He's Aye. playing Duncan Idaho. Now, and yeah, and that is, it's, it's, it'll, it will be epic. And now it's fucking star-studded. Yeah, Josh Brolin's playing Gurney Halleck. So, um, who else is in it? David Dalmatian. Yeah. Um. So, aye, uh, it's definitely going to get a lot more attention this time around. So, yeah. My only hope is that it's really, well, I don't want to say really dumbed down, but it's going to have to be done in a way where it's a bit more accessible. Yeah. Where, but oh, I reckon it's. It's definitely going to be a hard one. Yeah. That, that, that trailer's really going to have to convince me. Yeah. Because I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not buying a ticket on day one. No. They're really going to have to win me over. And I mean, it's it's it is just a film that's overly complex. It's so weird. I mean, the whole thing with like the, the floating fetus in a jar... Like, yeah. cause that's that was I not explained as someone who uses the spice who's used it too much, hmm. and they've kind of distorted their body, and now there is like a slug in a fish tank, uh, with a it very was, oh, questionable a fucking, mouth. It's a bit it's the scene as well when they get a hold of oh I can't remember the character's name, but they've gave him the wee heart plug. Yeah, and. He's going to also die, but in order for him to survive, he's got to, like, milk his fucking cat every day what or something. What the hell is that but contraption? The, cat, the cat's, like, attached to, like, a rat or something. Yeah. There's a cat and a rat taped together <laughs> in what looks like a carry bag with a bunch of wires, <laughs> and they're milking this cat-rat combo. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's fine. No worries. And like, uh, what is that? I just, oh, and it's... it's stupidly weird things like that that they just like throw away gags yeah it's the whole same with like the concoctions they were making for the baron where they were squashing insects and like syringes and feeding Ah, them to them and like it's not like it's weird for weird sake because it's 
it's based on a book um, and I have been doing my research this week like listening to several other podcasts that have covered it and they've people in these podcasts have like read the books and it says they've literally taken scenes out of the books or lines of dialogue word for word and put it to the film so it's quite um, good in a way for like fans of the book uh, that's true to the Exactly, the source, the, yeah. the, the original materials, so I'm not sure if it's just things like that they've taken, but man, this was a hard watch. And Indeed, indeed. And that's it, and you can't, you can't say like the film looks like crap, because some of the set, like, it's, ep- it's got that title of fantasy epic for a reason, yeah. like the scale of some of these sets... Uh, the costume design I know it looks a bit jarring at first because it looks like Kyle MacLachlan spends half the film dressed as like Edward Scissorhands yeah but it's it's in the weird like with the tubes up their nose so they can breathe when they're outside but I was just seeing like the images of him like scaling the fucking sandworms and yeah like there's I feel some proper money was put into it hmm so I can't, I, uh, but then you get some special effects that almost look like on par with like Flash Gordon, yeah. like the one where that the the fetus is like flying and there's lasers coming out of its ass and out of its <laughs> mouth and and it's just like oh and I don't care. It's uh, it's really a canny settle. I want to say it's all right, but it really isn't. It? Yeah, it's definitely like lower than the category for me anyway. Aye. It's not a film that I would happily say to somebody go, like go and watch. Ah, uh, it, it maybe like if I had to I think at the time I kind of rated it like two out of five, and I guess when you kind of double it up, four out of ten does seem about right. Because there there is some gems in it. There is some bits that are just so batshit crazy yeah. you could kind of have a laugh at. But uh, and I mean like there's like, just so much shit around it. As much as I like all the total batshit crazy stuff, and I, like this was just too weird, yeah, like for me. And, and I think that's why I didn't like a lot of, or I've never even really watched any any Lynch's material. Aye, like as much as I want to see like Blue Velvet and that, and I I watched like two minutes of that, and I was already going, "What the fuck is this?" And I mean, like, like I'd happily watch it because like Dennis Hopper supposedly got a really fucking terrifying character in it, and I, but I didn't want to just watch it for that. But then I'm kind of wondering if is it going to be just as fucking dark, just as weird? Aye. So and it even had like an an abrupt ending. Aye. Like sure, okay, he does manage to kill a Sting. Yeah. And like. Even Sting kind of had some good lines. It was I just remember just constantly going, "I will kill him." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill him." And it's like, "Nope, he killed you." Yeah, and they're just lying there dead. And what about the creepy little sister? Uh he's like, "Tell him who I really am." And it's like, "Oh, get away, you creepy little blue-eyed bitch!" Just fucking kick her across the room. And when the big fucking Baron goes flying out the window, and she's out there. Fucking going, yes! Getting all, and it's like. <sighs> creepy kids in films just didn't resonate. And with, with fucking creepy blue eyes painted on top, and she's in a wee black burka, and it's. <sighs> oh. 
Uh, who steals the movie for you, Mike? Spice. The fucking end credits? Nah, I mean, like, like I like the score. I'd, I'd maybe say Sting purely just for like, his facial expressions during the film. And Not all when that. The, the cunt shows up in his speedos halfway through the film. Oh, when he appears out of that, like, pit of steam. Aye. Just saying a quick sauna. Looks like my Uncle Barrett's just off a couple more kids. He's <laughs> <laughs> open like tins of juice and his fucking shotgun in it. Going... <laughs> While some cunt's extracting pus for his boils. Yeah. Uh, 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 he's like, someone put a fucking plaster on his face. Jesus. Uh, Aye. But, rewatchability, nope. Yeah, I nah. I'd, I'd happily nah. not watch it again. Just, nah. I mean, I I reckon like Villeneuve's one's probably just going to be a one and done. Yeah, and it's going to be same runtime, if not more. Oh, Remember God. Blade Runner, like twenty forty nine, almost three hours. But exactly. it was good though. Yes, it was so, good. It wasn't it like we're at the age it wasn't now. It wasn't it like overly slow as well. It was, it was slow, but then it got a wee bit in the middle, Aye. and then it was slow again, then it got another bit, and then it was slow, and then it Aye. got like there was and, always something to keep you going. Yeah, and with with this one. Sure, it's got that that fucking running, that epic, lengthy running time. And it feels longer than it is. But it's just because they're constantly just dropping this information and it's just long dialogue. Mm. And they're just talking about story, talking about plans. Right, we're going to kill him. Okay, right, we're going to give you a tooth. And if you bite the tooth, it's spitting in the guy's face and blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on. And oh, wait, there's a spice mine and shit's going down. Sandworms are showing up and... It's just more story, more story, right? Yeah. Now it's all. It's like the writer's like fucking like writing a script, and he's like, right, I'm done, and then somebody comes in and gives him another ten pages, and then he writes again, and it's finished, and it's fucking rinse and repeat. It's just never. Aye, it's just like holy shit. Okay, you can't turn this into a ninety minute film. I understand, but fucking hell, the pacing on it. Just is... give me ninety minutes of that score and just him stand like riding a sandworm. Aye. You know, uh, maybe give it. A better rating than fucking what I'm fucking doing. I know, it's... And that's it, there's like a seven minute highlight on YouTube. It's like, that That was actually like a good watch. And it was just seven minutes and it was the scenes <laughs> with like Patrick Stewart and him riding worms and like all these famous lines. The sleeper has awakened and fear is the mind killer and... Mm. But... Aye. Yeah. It was definitely an exhausting watch and... I'm kind of glad, like, obviously, our schedules didn't match at all last week, so we couldn't get the chance to sit down and watch it, but I'm kind of glad I've had this week to kind of think about it yeah. and kind of confirm my opinion, because if I watched it on Tuesday and we went to record the very next day, I'd still be like, what the fuck happened? Because when you texted me last week, you said that you kind of did a week to kind of process what you've kind of watched. Aye. So, I'm kind of glad I got that time but still I'm like oi 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 and I'd, I could have swore it was in my big book of like 1001 films to see before you die and so oh, I could score that off and I get to D and it's not even in the book and it's like you bastard <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's done so um, BBT yeah aye um, drop it what do you reckon the budget for this one was? No, I think I heard that. Like, I'll give a shout out to the podcast I'd listened to. There's, I think it was sci-fi on screen, shat movies, and uh, 
this was rad. And they were the only three podcasts I'd known, I'd found that had recorded reviews on June. And they were fair. They, were, like, they weren't all totally sucking up his ass. They had similar complaints that we had. Yeah. But they did, I think they mentioned that it had like a budget of $40 million. Yeah, $40 million. So, and to be honest, I feel that's fairly modest. Yeah. Because it, it looked like more expensive than that. Yeah. Um, I could only find the domestic uh, box office for it. Yeah. I couldn't find worldwide. Domestically, it took 30.9. Right. So it lost like 10 mil. Yeah. Which isn't overly as ah, bad I, as I, what I, like firms nowadays lose. And I bet if you add like, uh, like foreign overseas numbers, it probably maybe yeah, rate probably 10 to 9 bad. million. But I think... That's how people determine flops as well. If it makes its initial budget back in its uh, domestic Aye. takings. Yeah. Um, three trivia notes here. Um, Lynch turned down Return of the Jedi to make this. Yeah. Aye. He um, has said to George Lucas, like, 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 that's your thing, that I want to make mine thing. Aye. So he went and made this. I wonder if he can do Regrets it. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I can't imagine a David Lynch Star Wars movie. So it's like Return of the Jedi, that's... Yeah, it's got a sandworm, is it? In the middle nah. of the thing, that's the end that he's fucking Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, but... still killed off like a bitch, and it still hurts. <laughs> but you, you maybe, you probably would have got a mere demented, fucking twisted... Um... Ewoks? No. <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Ah, uh, yeah. Good old Salacious Crumb. Ah, I would have been flying about in a wee suit, fucking <laughs> pulling ring pulls at a little boy's chest. <laughs> fucking guzzling them, doing like tins of juice. Yeah. Um, 200 workers have spent two months hand cleaning three square miles of the American desert for on location shooting. Oh, fuck. Imagine that, eh? It's like your fucking job description. Hand cleaning a desert. Aye. For months. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And obviously Lynch was signed up for two sequels, but because of the box office failure that stopped <laughs> that for happening. Nope. Aye. Because I think it was going to continue along all the other comics and books. Aye. Um, that's it, that's it's not the first time that's happened to like popular franchises. Yeah. Yeah, how do we look at Amazon one star reviews? Also, we talk about once that reviews on the show is uh, we plug to help promote ourselves. If you go to filmsandswearing.com and click on the Amazon link, uh, you can do your Amazon shopping and we get a commission from your sale. So it's a great way to support the show at no extra cost to yourself. Now, there is a Criterion Collection box set of Godzilla movies from 1954 to 1975 at the handsome cost of £150. Go treat yourself. Visit Films and Sweden first. Or, or, or treat us. Yeah. Because, ah, uh, oh, it looks like a beautiful box set. Yeah, i seen you retweeting it. Yeah. Day. And I, I still have those, like, those hunger pangs for that Zatoichi box set. 25 films. Is it still no drop in price? It's, it's went up. It was, it was 120 for a couple of weeks. And now it's back to £200. Mm. So... Whereas this Godzilla one is eight discs. 
But I think it must be a few features on uh-huh. each disc. But all the artwork is like little individual books. It looks beautiful. I, I'm, I like to see it when it's got an it's uh, released in the states, so there's a more thorough look rather than just this. It's the color scheme on it. It's it's quite eye catching. Aye. So honestly, I'm, it it's a hefty purchase, but we're getting toward we're getting towards the end of summer, coming into Christmas. We early presents yourselves, or, yeah, or I mean, if you just I mean, wanna... I managed to convince Shell to buy me the dark half ah. for my birthday. And then, of course, you've gotten the long-awaited, uh, well, there's two, because you'd be thinking Arrow's Robocop, but yeah, now man. you're also getting the, the Blu-ray of Upgrade. Yeah. Upgrade's finally getting its upgrade from yeah. DVD to Blu-ray. I know, I know. So that's, that's sort of long awaited, even though the film's only like a year old, but it was so yeah. weird that it never had a Blu-ray release yeah, upon its original release. I know that um, Second Sight released the specs and all that on that. The Invitation, that's on Netflix. It's got that Logan Marshall grade in it as well. It's like a horror film, but it's like ah. set, in like a, set in like a dinner party. It's quite weird, supposedly. Ah. I might get a watch, but they released the specs for that today. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they released the specs for Upgrade. Yeah, the because Upgrade was one of my favorite films last year. I thought Upgrade was fucking really well done. Yeah, it was. It was a much better Venom, if you will, because mm. of the whole stem thing. Aye, aye, the wee second voice in your head, and yeah, it was just like the fucking mindless violence in it. That was just. It's a bit where he goes to the the bar, and uh, and he's mm. like oh, gets taken to the toilet, and uh, exactly, and he, he's in his wheelchair, and everyone just looks him at this gullible. Yeah. Like, one of them just gonna rob him, and then he fucking kind of pops up and yeah. starts absolutely destroying uh, people. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit after it where he's going out in the alleyway, and he rolls up to a guy that's in a wheelchair. Yeah, and like he then runs off, and the guy shouts "faker," and then <laughs> and then stands up himself and sits in the fucking modified exactly wheelchair. Yoink! <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking brilliant. So, uh, June has. 386 reviews. I reckon there's going to be about at least 10% of them one star. It was 11%. Oh. Uh, so that is 42 one star reviews. So here is a couple of choice ones. Uh, number one. If any films beg for a remake, it's this one. It's not aged well and wobbly ships for special effects are the least of its faults. LOL. Number two. What if the world did... To do wait, sorry. What in the world did they do to June? This is just not good. Three. One of the worst high-budget sci-fi films of all time. Uh, of those, of those, of those of you who give this a uh, five star, must be. <laughs> let's see. I right, more or less anyone that's rated this five stars must be on something. <laughs> Whatever it is, I want some. <sighs> and. Uh, our last one with the reviewer name Tasty Wiggles. Tasty writes, An amazing book becomes a terrible film. This film is utter nonsense and it's impossible to follow. And I, I could relate yeah, to that last yeah. part there. It is impossible to follow. Yeah. And, I mean, sure, it could become clearer upon uh, several revisits, but I'm not revisiting that yeah, film. Yeah, no. No. I'm sorry, like, okay, fucking... Maybe I'll revisit the score on Spotify, but that's maybe about it. Aye, and fair enough, if it's on Sky and there's half an hour left, 
Like, I could probably watch that part. Yeah, but. just see Sting get fucking stabbed in the throat with a neck. Aye. Stabbed in the throat with a knife. A knife, not his neck. Nah, it doesn't fucking make sense. And then they fucking pull the drawstring on fucking big old bar and he flies out the window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so ludicrous. Eh? Like, like, how else are you going to kill a fucking human fucking hot air balloon? Aye. And just kind of flows, he just was like, I'll get you next time, Flash! <laughs> but it's, <sighs> and it's so weird. Everyone in this film has got I feel like I feel like I really need to watch Flash Gordon there to kind of <laughs> just. I mean, Flash Gordon's kind of bad, but it's a lot better than this. Yes, aye, and it's it's a it's a bit more easy to watch. It's a bit more camper, mm. and I mean, obviously Sam fucking Jones. Exactly. Minus the cocaine. Aye, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a film I'm not going to really look at mm. anytime soon. Uh, next time on Films and Swearing Movie Podcast, we have our mid-season break for the 80s season, but we are going to be covering an 80s film. We are going to be recording uh, what our first movie audio commentary. Yeah. So, we're going to be watching Sylvester Stallone's Rocky IV from 1985. It's like just by luck. It's from nineteen eighty five. We will do have a, we will have a double review episode for uh, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Following that, not in the same episode, but the following week. Yeah. Uh, but yes. What was your one for eighty five? Uh my poll finished with Back to the Future. Ah, oh, yeah. What about yours? You ran on a draw, so you posted it again. Yeah. What was um, the results? Uh, Fright Night won the poll the second time round. Nice. Uh, that's a, like a good double bell as well, because it's two very different films, but also two significant films from that year. Yeah. I'm, so. I really want to watch Witness, and I found that Witness is on Skyplayer, so I'm going to watch Witness. Ah. I didn't get anything about it. Yeah, it's, it's a Harrison Ford film, that's all, as far as I'm aware. Okay. But it's just because obviously we were picking, like, I think I do, like, two films I've seen, two films I've Two films I've not. not, yeah. And I I think I did the same, two I've seen, two I haven't. Yeah. And I, it was net and on Netflix as well. Aye. Mine's was kind of fucking weird. It was, like, like almost, like, on the first poll, every, well, the two films that tied the poll had the same amount, but the two films with the less votes had the same amount as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was, like... Is it the same amount sort of thing, but like at one point, like fucking Friday Night was running away with it, and then Witness ran away with it, and then it kind of got pulled back. Mm-hmm. Like when I retweeted it, I was getting fucking, I think I must have got like an additional like 20 or 30 votes. Yeah. Well, but that then, was it. I think I only had maybe seven or eight, but it came close to just the last um Actually, Kumo, I was surprised that your voting was the fact that not one person voted for the Goonies. No, nah, was it? Yes, I. Uh, it was neck and neck between Back to the Future and Brazil. Oh, Brazil would have been a weird thing. And as one I've been wanting to fucking watch forever. Because uh, that would be Terry Gilliam yeah. and Robert De Niro. Yeah. And I've always just wanted to think, just why? What, what is this film? And would it be just as fucked up as um, Dune? Dune? And well, that's it. It could be, but it's just the fact that fucking Robert De Niro and Terry Gilliam is quite a Aye. a really out there director. So it would be fascinating to watch. But 
Back to the Future just got that one extra vote. Yeah. So, but yeah. So next week it is going to be our audio commentary to a Rocky Four. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm already planning shit. I've got... Obviously, we're just setting up the microphones. I'll get you to bring your Blu-ray along. Stick it on. It is on Amazon Prime, but I don't want any buffering issues. Because yeah. that, that will just spoil it. So if you just get... If you bring your Blu-ray along, stick it in. We'll, we'll find the time. We'll get everyone to sync up with a certain time. Yeah. Start watching it. And just sort of discuss what we see on screen. But obviously... For me, having this fear of any dead air, I'm going to print off a whole boat of trivia. Ah. And I like far more than like what's just on IMDb. I've not added any of that yet. The film's on for like 91 minutes. Yeah. And I kind of plan to have like 91 cutouts. Like just folded up and in a bowl. So at any point, kind of like the conversation, or it's like, ah, right. And just pull something from the bowl, open it up. It's like, ah. Did you know this about Burt Young? Uh, and then blah, 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 blah. And then that just kind of keeps us going. But I think it's going to be an easy watch because uh, it's, it's fucking like, Rocky yeah, Four. Like, like, uh, you, if you could hazard a guess at how many times you think you've seen the film, like easily probably about 20 yeah, cause like, yeah. like when you were a kid, like that was like that was the go-to Rocky film. Exactly. It's just so fucking, so 80s, it's so macho. Aye, fucking you know, It's a man's man film, eh? Exactly. It's like one of these ones where it's just like, oh man, look at what is happening, and then he overcomes it, and it's just this fucking montage. It's like, what do you do when something fucking tragic happens? Like, well, you grow a beard and you go to the fucking, the snowy mountains and lift logs and run, yeah. and outrun the fucking KGB. Yeah. <laughs> what was your fucking? I like that fucking poster you put up the night. Oh, like, it's a beautiful poster. Eh? That's like that's fucking good. Yeah, and that's uh, I've not out outly said it on our group yet, but I've kind of just posted like yeah, I've the, seen the thing you the walking into Mondays. Yeah, and it's a picture of Stallone being punched in the pus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like kind of slowly, just saying this is this is what we're building up to. It's yeah. going to be Rocky Four, and that's going to be like our review of that film as well. Like we'll cover things like box office budgets, yeah. trivia. Like that film won't be getting reviewed, but you're getting an audio commentary, and that's going to be as good as a review because yeah. you're going to get all of our opinions on it. And probably, at a, I know you, the easiest way for us to do it is put the film on, then just kind of slap it on mute, so you're yeah. not getting too like audio playing and us talking over it yeah uh, but when Hearts I mean, and Fire think, comes yeah, on I, I'm I, going to fucking clear, <laughs> crank that up because <laughs> that's a fucking tune but aye so that's next week but fuck other than that if you want to follow us we're on social media at FAS Podcast for Facebook Instagram and Twitter feel free to like follow subscribe and all that nonsense but other than that, I have been your host, Stuart Sutherland, and joining me across the room, the Magic Mike Christie. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. Spice is life. <laughs> Spice! Ooh, it's like one of the lights after shaving, like called Spice. <laughs>